Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Singer. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. It's CrossFit Journal, Glassman Chipper, article number 10. Dude. How are we here already? I don't know. I mean, we've doubled up some, so it hasn't been 10 total weeks, but it has been at least eight. So have we doing this for two months already? Yeah. You know, it's, it's insane how much um, fire that this has caught. Like, I mean we're kind of the numbers group you know what i mean we talk <laughs> about we talk about like you know was the were the numbers right was the stimulus right was this right was that right but man these things are so good and it, yeah even though it's not numbers it i i think that the underlying pieces whenever we're putting numbers together we always think about all these things without even really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. like what kind of hip actuation do we want what kind of <sighs> squat are we trying to get yeah out of? yeah what sort of right rep or no rep or you know how far do we want to push what's the stimulus or whatever so i, I it's just been super fun man and i'm so glad that everyone's fired up on it oh me too i've heard more people talking about this i know even though we may not get a ton of people like on the show but i've heard more people talk about this than like the general stuff that's out there yeah you know? oh paul? paul what's up man is that australia or New Zealand. I don't want to piss anybody off, so I'll say yeah, both. You better be careful. I'll say both. You better be careful. I don't know. You know, I can't see that star. That there's that red one that's missing. Yeah, I can't tell. Fin <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, everyone? Wad Zombie, Vindicate, Soccer Mom. What's that? John Robichaux. What's up, guys from the airport? And I would assume you say in America. In America, because I believe you've been in Germany. Just, Are you hanging out in the German Germanic? Yeah. Airport? What's up, well, Bruce? Hey, Bruce. What's up, buddy? Well, welcome, everyone. I love the book club. Australia. Cool. Cool. Good morning, Paul. Australia. Had a right. <laughs> right. Dang. Bright and early. Enjoy that coffee. Listen, I know we're talking about the CrossFit Journal today. We got a great article. It's specifically about the muted hip and everything that goes into that and why it's such a... I don't want to say disastrous fault, but why it's such a major fault and that can and really affect a lot of other things because, you know, we've talked about the importance of hip extension. We talked about it in some of our movement journal articles and that, and this is going to really dive into the importance of that and how not using it can affect not only, you know, most people think, oh, muted hip, uh, I'm going overhead. You can have a muted hip, or, or lack of hip extension in a clean kettlebell swing pull-ups. Oh, we see it a lot. Swings. Jeez, oh man, right? totally. Yeah. And so uh, I'm really pumped to see this. And I'm pumped to see everybody here. It's, it's really awesome. Happy Thursday, everyone. Uh, before we get to the journal, exciting news. I don't know if we should do a whole episode on this, but uh, new season for the CrossFit yeah. Games details just came out. And I'm sure everybody knew that Bill and Chase were pumped <laughs> that they decided to standardize the programming for the semifinals once again. But, dude, why, how is it possible that people are still bitching about that? They're like, you know what? But then I'm just going to be it's bored every be single so week watching the same thing. After week no, one. Not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I actually you do, got to. You, um, do, you do Murph every year, and you're never bored about it. You do right. Fran every year, you're never bored about it. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with watching people qualifying the same way to get to our world championships. Mm. The same test. 
Yes. Not I have to spell Mississippi and you have to spell can to see who goes to the national spelling bee. <laughs> I remember I, I posted something to just piss people off and it did its job about those that don't like standardized programming must hate watching the Olympics as well. <laughs> yeah, totally. But there's an element of fandom in there. It's like, isn't it exciting to watch Usain Bolt run the 100 meters and then another person do it over and over and over? Just to see who the fastest person in the world is, isn't no, it? Because that exciting the, person, it's not exciting. I wish they would run an eighty-eight yeah. meter to discern. To so determine. boring. Because I just get bored watching the. It's the over same GD race we've had for the last hundred years. Nobody says I mean, that. That. Damn, that damn marathon. Yeah. It's it's. Why can't they just change up the distance, and change the name while they're at it? And take away all the history. Why does of that, basketball of that? always have to be four 12 minute quarters with a 20 minute halftime and two points for one basket? Like, it's it, so boring. It would boring. be way more skill if you had to shoot a round ball into a square hoop. <laughs> they need to change it. Yeah. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> Travis, I can't or wait. Wad Zombie, Nick, he's like, I remember when Chase said there was no way regionals was coming back. I guess technically he's right. I mean, yes, they still <laughs> call it semifinals. Right. Right. It's like it's regionals with citizenship distribution. Huh. It's what it is. It's it's a it's a regional regional. <laughs> ah, ah, yeah. See what you're doing there. <laughs> see what you're doing oh, there. I'm so excited for standardized programming. Why? Because in week one, I want to see what these events really look like, and then in week two, I want to see people perfect it, and then in week three, I want to see records get broken. Yeah, I want to compare week one Brooke Wells versus week three Cara Saunders. I want to yeah. see that. I want to see who does what. And then going into the games, I want to be able to pull from what happened over the course of semifinals to bring that storyline to the game. Say, so, hey, how do we get there? I'm like, lots of different ways, everyone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. lots of different ways. Anyways. That's not what we're here for. I do want to share one thing, Bill. As we get down to D-Day here at CrossFit Big D, trying to figure out what's going on, I, uh, I had some morning members of mine, and they, they've only been here for, I want to say, like six months, maybe longer. Clint and Kaylee. You ever get that, like, cool 5 a.m. couple that are just, like, ride or die, and they're new, but they're just like, you're like, I wish I had you here for a decade. That's who uh, they are. I wouldn't say the our early early, early morning, too, but yeah, I got yeah, I, like I a got couple in there, right? Maybe in their yeah, afternoons yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's awesome. Well, they brought me something this morning. I was I was dragging coming into the five a.m. class this morning to coach it, and they brought me something. I don't see if I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it. Is it on YouTube? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna grab it. It's just right over here. I have no idea what he's talking about right now. I have no idea what he's talking about right now. Oh, dang. Check this out. Dude, that's cool. It's this wow. giant woodworked American flag with our gym logo on it. That's sick. Right? That's really cool. Wow. Here's the best part. They made it. It's like yeah. they're a couple's hobby. Woodworking. <laughs> it's their couple's hobby. <laughs> yeah. Woodworking. 
How awesome oh is that? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I was like, thanks guys. Now I'm like crying at 4.50 in the morning. You're such a, you're such a sappy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so awesome. That is awesome, dude. That it's is really, so really awesome. cool. You know, it's, yeah. you know, we got a lot of, you know, a lot of emotions going on. Obviously, you know, like our gym location here is closing at the end of the month and we have some things in the work. Hopefully, you know, there's some dominoes that still need to fall to figure out what's next. But, uh, you know, it's just, we're getting to that, uh, emotional stage right now and it's, uh, yeah, I bet. really, really cool of them. So it's, uh, I'm very thankful. So if they're listening, sometimes they do. Thank you guys. Y'all are freaking awesome. Cool. I wish I had you guys for the last nine years. Cause they're just those, those people, man, hard to find, but man, never want to let go of them. So that was really Seriously. cool. Really cool. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. All right, let's go into the CrossFit Journal. This is article number, we're calling it article number 10. I am going to copy the PDF into the chat right now for you guys that are watching live on YouTube. Just right there for you. Um, for our Patreon supporters, we are going to, we put this PDF on our page and then we will upload the marked up version for you guys to have on your own as well. If you guys don't support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash get with the programming and support us more than you already do for just six bucks a month. A lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. The um, OG fall collection yeah. has just dropped. So those of you guys that support us on Patreon, you get a 20% discount just by rolling with us. And we will post those photos and the link and the code later this afternoon. I I uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Instagram post that I had up with uh, that big class that I Dude, had. What was that? Okay, well I'll get to that in one moment. Okay, okay but did yeah. you see my outfit? I, I, I did, had my man. cult you're, hat. You were stripping swag. Shirt on, and and one of the members was like, "Dang, you're kind of going all into this this brand thing, huh?" And I'm like, "Well, okay, first of all, it's motherfucking cool, right?" Like, do you see A looks OG, good and two, like, I love cruising around with the whole cult thing on because I'm like, someone ask me like, I want someone to ask me about it now. Just be like, so what's with the cult thing? I'm like, mm. oh, ever heard of CrossFit? Ever heard of CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it's a very, yeah, I feel wearing this stuff very similar to when I had like my my nano ones, my nano twos, mm -hmm. way back like that. I'm like, oh, where's where's my little group? Where's my group? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really you look cool. good. So so what was that group? It looked like there's like 50 girls in there. Yeah. What was so, that? Um, there's a I, I got hit up by a, a club on uh, campus at Cal Poly. Okay. And um, this girl Emily hit me up and she's like, hey, you know, we're we have a club on campus. It's like a, it's a social group, but the idea is it's a local version of a national club okay. um, that is supposed to, this is kind of their mantra, um, removing women from the elliptical. Ooh, okay. The idea, which is super cool. I'm like, she's like, so what we do is we just take our group around to different, you know, facilities and different studios to expose them to um, different ways to work out. So we can see it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of oh. that's kind of a cool club. No idea the size, no idea or anything like that. And so uh, I was like, well, how many how many people do you think 
would be coming in. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have you guys come in for a class. We'll do a class just for you guys. Um, and she's like, well, we usually have around 40, around 40 girls. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking yeah, a group that has 40 girls may, maybe I'll get half. Maybe I'll get half. Yeah. Like, and that's a pretty good group. I'm like, okay. I mean, so I 20 go, well, is a solid I'm number in a gym at any time. Uh, yeah. I mean, Huge. like most CrossFit gyms, it's, they're not able to. <laughs> To handle a twenty person class right, with or or a equipment. coach able to handle twenty people effectively, right? Totally. So um, I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. Make the make the thing at forty people." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." So I'm I'm thinking my initial idea was, "Oh, this will be easy. We'll do like a like a fight gone bad with the group. It's an easy way to get everyone on a station. We can run everyone through it, and I can right there. I can blast out thirty people. No big deal. Easy." Um, she call she hits me up the day before and says, "Hey." Um, so we're, we, we packed out our list. Um, but I have like seven people on the, on a wait list. Can we go more than that? And I'm like, well, shit, it's going to have to be fight gone bad. Plus like three oh, stations. If we I just do talked that. about so that like, last week. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm like, uh, um, uh, sure. I'm like, yeah, totally. So I, well, how many do you think? And she's like, I don't know, maybe 50. Oh so like, my okay. goodness. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, okay, worst case scenario which is like best case scenario, right? Trying to come up with a workout that is going to handle 50 girls. I had, and I don't know any of their, who have abilities. probably never done CrossFit. Right. Right. So I asked them, I, I, mean, I got them all in there. And so we had our, our last class our six fifteen class. We had a barbell class that was going on at the same time. Once as everyone's there kind of clearing out, I brought the girls in and they're <laughs> two college girls are so funny because <laughs> they, they come in, I, I get them to come into the gym and then there's like, 28 girls that are there first and they're huddled into this super tight <laughs> little mass that I have never I'm like you you guys can spread out it's cool it's like this there was I don't know if it was, it was like a bunch of emperor penguins trying to like keep themselves yes. warm in the, yes. the Antarctic it was the tightest group it was the tightest group no one was gonna like get frostbite in this group anyway so they they all come in I, I asked the girl that that was kind of their their leader of the the group I'm like how many how many do you guys have um, and she's like, well, we're at 49 right now. Wow. Said, well, okay. So let's get started. So I asked, you know, how many of you know, have heard of CrossFit? And most of them raised their hands. Okay. How many guys have actually done a CrossFit class? Maybe 10 of them put their hands up. Okay. I go, how many of you have done like CrossFit more than like, uh, I went with my friend and I tried it out one time and you've gone a handful of times, like two girls had their hands up Dang. and the one girl had, I'm like, how long have you done it? And she's like, well, I've done four classes. So <laughs> that was the my most group. The most experience was most. four classes. Four classes. <laughs> and and these girls, it was really cool. Like there was a massive variety of, of different levels and everything like that. So it was really, it was really interesting. You could tell that there were a lot of girls that, that are physically active. There are okay. some that probably are maybe once were physically active and they wouldn't get back into it. And we have everything in between. Um, some, some, some of the girls that are like, I've been running my whole life and I only run in, you know, the, the normal, I don't okay. want to get bulky when I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, right. blah, all of that kind <clears> of stuff. So the workout that we put together real fast was a, uh, and I thought about the night before and I was thinking worst case scenario. So I'm thinking if I have 50, I can have 25 spots okay. where they're going to work out in the gym. 
Um, they're not going to be able to move around a whole lot. I'm obviously going to have to be very low on machine stuff and barbells and all that. So I'm thinking, okay, one dumbbell or one kettlebell, one something. Okay. So what I did was a you go, I go thing. And the way I set it up was I, I said, uh, I was thinking a 30 minute clock originally, but eventually I did it 25 just because we were running low on time. But I do five rounds of 10 kettlebell swings and five burpees over the kettlebell. Then you do that. Okay. Then I do it again. Then you do that. Then we go to a new object, which is, or not a new, a new, uh, station, phase of that, or... which is, yeah. Um, which is going to be eight single arm thrusters. Okay. And, uh, 10 sit-ups. Nice. I do four rounds of that. Then you do four rounds and I do four rounds oh. and you do four rounds. Then the last one is six devil press. So burpee with the same, same dumbbell and 15 lateral PVC pipe jumps. Huh. So I nice. do that three times. You do that three times. I do it three times. You do three times. So we had three rows of eight. And it looked like a, pandemonium. It was, it was, and it's so funny because. But how you know, awesome coach, was like, that? Oh, it's never, we've never, we never have a. No, no. I said, how awesome was that though? Oh, it was. Right. Did I had a, but it was the end of the day. I'd already been coaching all day long. I had private. Oh, so it was a, like, a, like it was a, like a special was, class time or did you special class just for oh, them? Okay, okay. So our, our day usually ends like at seven 30 yeah. and their class. I'm like, oh, we'll put you guys at the end, seven 30 to eight 30. So, you know, got them a little warmed up, which is really funny. I had them do, we just did like 10 pushups, 10 sit-ups, 10 air squats mm. as a group. So there's this massive circle in the gym. Oh, cool. And I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll say down. You guys are all going to, we're going to do it like army style. Mm. You go down, everyone goes down, you come up and you yell one. So, all right, here we go. We're all up. And I'm in, because there's so many people there, I'm in like full on go mode. Yeah. Like I'm as animated as possible. <laughs> I'm loud. I got the coach voice going. Yep. And I'm like, all right, here we go, everyone, everyone. I'm all up with them. And I'm like, here we go. And down, boom, we come down. And I hear one. <laughs> I go, you guys there's 50 oh. girls in here right now so they're all laughing and giggling it dude it was hysterical that's so once funny. i got them all to actually say the number it was rad because they were all saying it like one but it was this high pitch one yeah it was not like it was like one <laughs> it was like one <laughs> yeah it was so awesome that's we really had a blast cool. we had a blast the, the girls had fun and yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. Well done. It was really cool. That looked really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yes, um, and yes, I did have my call. And actually, some of my members were leaving, and they were cracking up because they're like, "Way to go! Do you have all these girls?" Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> they're like they they come in for the first time. You have a cult hat on. You got a committed sweatshirt <laughs> on. You have OG with this weird clown guy, and the thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I do, huh? Yeah. Well. Might as well, like, you know, dip them into the deep end and get after Yeah, it. So I mean, if they, was, if they like awesome. that, that's really cool. That's it was really cool. cool. Those, those yeah. classes are fun. Uh, that just reminds me, like, this, we had this, um, these girls came in for, like, their bachelorette party to Dallas. And they hit me up, and they're like, hey, will you, and it, but they all did CrossFit. So that was, like, the fun thing. And it was probably, like, 12 of them. It was a bachelorette yeah. party. And, like, will you program something? for us you know it was like a private session on a saturday and you know did the thing it's like okay what's the wedding date and then just yeah. made a, a workout and it was super cool like they were all fun and they knew they were there to just like work out and then just gonna like part of their faces go, off go later drink, but yeah totally, just go get drunk after that. yeah it was good <laughs> it was really good 
All right. Oh, I love those things. Super fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that was really cool. That was really cool. All right, so we're going to talk about article number 10 here in the Glassman Chipper. Now, the full title is A Postural Error, a Costly Biomechanical Fault, also known as Muted Hip Function, which we just call the Muted Hip. Now, before we get into the article, which is just two pages long, and it's fun. We got a lot of quality stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, it's not going to be super long. But we're going to bring, I'm going to show you guys this video. And this video is about the muted hit fault, actually two faults in the push press specifically. And the article will get to that um, here. But this is directly from a level one seminar. So if you guys have never taken it or are thinking about taking it, Bruce, I want you guys to get a, a little sneak peek behind the curtain of, you know, what your level one experience is going to be. Can that, did that make it bigger? Yeah. All right, here we go. And lastly, we look at the position of the dip. So we want that straight up and down torso. We have two things that we may see here if we don't see the straight up and down torso. Let's look at muted hip first, James. Ooh, what happened? Good. And relax. There's an old like 90s dance called the Bernie. You ever see that weekend of Bernie? Like you do, I got a nosebleed. That's what I think of when I see muted hip. But muted hip, we're referencing, have you guys heard of pelvis chasing the femur? So if he goes in that position and pauses, his pelvis here is chasing his femur. Okay? So we've turned off that flexion of the hip or all of the hip, so there's no contribution to the movement. We're relying on our quads. And also could put potential stress on the low back. And stand up for me, James. We don't like that one. And we have the other one, because I'm going to fix them the same way, which is forward inclination. So I want you to watch the position of the torso here. You guys see that? Shoulders came forward out of position, so we have opposite ends of the spectrum, so we want to meet them in the middle. So what I'm going to use is some dip therapy. <clears throat> so I can pretend like my PVC is a wall. I'm going to have my athlete line up so their butt and shoulder blades are on the wall. Okay? And I have James slide down the wall so that his shoulders and butt stay on the wall. Dip and stand. So whether or not he's going forward with the hips, or forward with the shoulders, I see that in relation to where I want him to be, which is shoulders over the hips, this can fix both of those problems. Boom. I love that. God, I, I love that. using the wall for those. Me too. It's one of my favorite ones. So simple. And, and what yeah. that's showing you is it's showing you the muted hip itself, right? You saw Hobart there, which is, it was funny to see him in there. And obviously, Jen Hunter Marshall's Jen just a legend, yeah. right? And what the positioning is. So when we are talking about this, you guys that are watching here on YouTube with us, you can visually see exactly what we're talking about. So next thing we're going to bring up is the actual article itself. Let's see. Got that. Mm -hmm. And then expand. All right. Now, this was in January of 2003. Again, this is written by Greg Glassman, as they all were back in the day. And what we start with is talking about the problem itself. And we start off with this piece right off the bat, where it says, the most powerful force that could be generated by the human body are initiated, controlled, and dominated by the hip. We have said this in multiple articles leading up to this one, and it bears repeating. Right? If you think about any athletic movement in sport, the ability to control, 
use the power of your hip and hip extension, right, is how you really achieve athletic dominance in sport. We can train that through fitness, and especially when we're talking about movements that we said before, cleans, push presses, swings, things like that. We're just bears repeating of how valuable that movement is. Yeah, and Matt, you just put it up there. You know, we've said this, it's in the level one all the time. Qualities of a functional movement is their core to extremity. And that core being basically from midline hip through torso is the root of all of it. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing how you see, you know, young, young children just innately have that built in and how fast we move away from that using, using that. I mean, the, the, it, it's, it doesn't even give it credit to say how much power comes from there because all your power comes from core to extremity, right? You have, you don't have any power. You ha- you maybe you can have like some finesse. You might have some accuracy with you know when you're doing these like slight little movements that you aren't really using your hip. But even even on even on something like some of you would think like dart throwing doesn't take a whole lot because it's all right here at the arm. But right. you're bracing from your hips. Everything comes from that midline. That becomes your ground of where you're working from. So not even does it have to move to generate the power, but that's got to be your foundation from what everything comes from after that, whether it's, you know, going down towards your legs for a kick or coming up top for any sort of throwing or pushing or whatever. Um, and it's amazing how fast and easy we lose the ability or the awareness of using that. It's insane. Yeah. And if we're thinking about what we define as core, if you're watching with us on YouTube, there's this rudimentary drawing that every level one trainer has to learn how to draw and it's boxing in. It's really just a stick figure with the, you know, an S curve spine and, and where the hip is. That box is what we're talking about as that core position when we're specifically meant, uh, referring to the hip function itself. Now it has here in red, if you guys have just joining us, blue are like the big gotta knows, yellow are things that are important. Red is is like a red flag, something that you need to pay attention to, but in a way that this is an alarming thing versus a critical piece. And it says, the faulty mechanics arrive from inadequate training and insufficient practice of critical hip movement. And we've named this widespread fault muted hip function, which is the centerpiece of this entire article. Now, it goes further to say is, you know, whose has it? And it says is we tell our best athletes that it will typically take three to five years to fully develop the hip's explosive capacity where there is no sign of the muted hip. Now, I just want to sit on that for a second. In a world of I need to have it yesterday, to hear that, I don't fault people of immediate going three to five years, click. I'm like, pause for a second, take a deep breath, right? How long do you plan on, I don't know, working out? If the answer is and should be the rest of your life, who gives a shit how long it takes? Right. Right. And three to five years in the grand scheme of things. That is nothing when we're showing you is like how valuable this is, right? And it's not three to five years of painstaking training. It's just focusing on the importance of the hip function with all functional movement. I think it's great that it, it puts it out there so far 
that it gives you the impression of or the perception of, oh, okay, it's not something I'm supposed to get tomorrow. So I guess I'll be doing this a while. So again, you know, uh, learning to be virtuous in your movements and having that, you know, the idea of that improvement, you know, 1% every single day, all of those types of things, it gets you off the idea of if I don't have it perfect right now, well, I might as well just stop because I'm supposed to have it perfect tomorrow. Right. You're not supposed to have it perfect, but we want to get you to perfect. And just because you do a couple good reps doesn't mean that like now maybe you have the movement, you can do it, but your default, especially when you, once you start getting tired, yep. is not the correct movement. It defaults to muted hip style. Yeah. And, and give it time, give it time. Yeah. And I, but I, I'm with you too, is I really like how they put it out there because now it's easy to understand. And I liken this to really explaining a workout to somebody and saying, you know, someone's like, all right, we have five rounds of 20. And then you, what do you say is like, you know, that's a hundred total. I'm like, no, don't tell me. Yeah. You never do the math. Right. Don't tell me the never math. Do the math. <laughs> don't tell me the math or or it's like, hey, this is where shit's going to hit the fan in round four of the five that we have. And they're like, no, no, don't say that. It's like, no, no, no. It's going to be much easier to face the reality of the situation prior to you take, taking on any task. And I think where yeah. most people screw up, uh, and this goes for a lot of things, just well beyond just the gym and the workout, is that having a healthy reality check or view of what is about to take place is a good thing to help someone take on that task easier. Meaning, hey, Bill, we're going to go do this and it's going to freaking suck, right? It's going to hurt. It's going to be a long time. And you're like, okay, cool. And then when you get into it, we sit back and look at each other. It's like, hey, we, we knew this was going to happen. Therefore, we can handle the situation going forward versus this cupcake attitude of protecting everyone in a bubble. It's like, hey, Bill, don't worry, it's going to be fine. It's not going to be that bad. Then how do we act when shit hits the fan? Like, how would you rather, bad. exactly, how would you rather approach any situation in your life? Would you rather have the honest truth up front, even if it's not what you want to hear, but is what's going to happen? Or for me to lie to you, and then in the middle of the workout, or the middle of your job, or the middle of being a parent, or the middle of being married, or whatever relationship you're in, or whatever scenario... Then you're like, this isn't what I signed up for. This wasn't what that was presented to me. Like, who's going to have the better reaction to that stressful situation? The one who was given the real talk or the one that was given the powder puff talk? Well, I think as a customer representative, as a CrossFit gym coach and as a personal training coach, there's an element of we don't want to sugarcoat it. We want them to know what they're in for. But at the same time, I'm the, I, maybe this is just me, I'm not going to tell them exactly how bad it will be because I would rather them get into it and be like, all right, Hey, we're okay. We, I will set up a game plan for them. Yes. With the idea of, Hey, if you just go all out, yes, it's going to be really bad. If you think these things, and this is going to help get you all the way through. So you just keep on going through here, try to, you know, gauge your rest, whatever the thing is. But um, I yeah, I, I would kind of ride in the middle there somewhere. No cupcake. Yeah, and I think um, it's like no drizzling acid all over. No, me no, either. it's like, hey guys, you're gonna hate yourself by round three. It's like I think, and you know that was a extreme example, but I think course, exactly what you said is like, let's just be honest. Like where the sticking points usually of this workout's totally. gonna be, right? Be aware, be aware, be aware. You don't have to be like, you're gonna die. 
Hey, right? But he's just like, die. hey, listen, this is where it gets real. This is how you got to tackle it when that happens. Versus like, yeah. hey, it's going to be fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been one workout or event that I've ever been in that I've done where it was like, oh, everything was fine. Yeah. There were times where I'm in shape and I'm good and all that. But if this is something, this is something that actually that Glassman told me, and it's kind of off topic a bit, but um, and he has said this. I, I've heard him say this. And I, like I said, I, I, I was in a conversation with him and he told me this. He was like, the cool thing about this type of working out is the better you get, it never gets easier. Yes. It gets worse. Yeah. The better you are, the faster you go, the more weight you do, the worse it gets. So great <laughs> that you're in shape, but like, so you can tell someone that's brand new, this is where it's going to get bad. You can tell someone that's been doing it for a, a while and is like a recreational crossfitter, this is where it's going to get bad. And you can tell your elite level athlete, hey, this is where it's going to get bad. Because the tempos and the intensity and the yeah. speeds that they go, it's still going to happen. Right. It's going to get bad. Right. So you're right. It's yeah, like and that's better, what I mean. Better to know that and be able to accept that, you know, um, embrace the suck yeah. and all that, you know. And and so I liken it to this, hey, it's going to take three to five years. Okay, check. Got it. It better than be like, hey, it's going to, you know, it'll happen soon. And then, you know, two weeks later, they're just looking at their watch. Hey, when? Yeah. Hey, when? is like, oh, maybe I should tell you the reality. <laughs> of what this is. All right. And so we look at the mechanics of the muted hip. It's ultimately the postures resulting from the legs compensating for the hips failure. So when you saw the video, right, when James would just lean back and there was actually no break of the hip, it went all to the legs that, you know, Lindsay was talking about. And it says using, and then using leg extension to compensate for weak or non-existent hip. And so imagine trying to jump off the ground by just like extending the knees hard and not being able to like sit back and, and load the hips to do that. And it's just one, it's unsafe Two, It's it. There's no advantage to that. And zero advantage. <laughs> yeah. And we see it best in, and this is where they use push press as an example to really highlight and show showcase where the fault and fixes can be. And it says we see it best in the dip drive of a bad push press. And they use push press as the best way to conjure up this fault because sometimes athletes can be really good at hiding faults. And so you got to really dig in there as a coach of where to see it, where to fix it. And, and the more experience you are at seeing correcting, the easier it gets. But for a novice coach, things happen so fast and they're so sneaky and sometimes they don't know what to look for. It's like, oh, we're going overhead. So they look at your hands. Like, no, 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 no. We got to, you know, usually your focus should be hips and knees, right? Yeah. What is that relationship like? And so when you're trying to look at muted hips specifically, the push press is the way to go. And it has here is a load can be push pressed for max of 20 reps will typically induce this fault towards getting to the last four or five, which is exactly what you were talking about. Is it manifesting under fatigue versus being yeah. fresh? Yeah. Yeah. I said elements. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's amazing to me. Like the idea of, okay, well, I, cause I think like when you watch that first part of what James was doing, when the knee shot out first, it like part of you wants to ask like, why would someone do that? And if you're, if you think about anatomically how they're presenting, how they're setting up, the knees are then taking the position of 
the hip. Right. The knees are what's allowing that. I mean, you're going to, your hips are going to bend anyway, but what's happening is everything starts to flex and everything goes right to the knee. Yeah. So when you talk about like chances of knee issues mm. and all that, like uh, your secondary joint at the knee is overstepping the primary joint, the bigger, stronger, more powerful joint, the hip, and not, and then that's not working. So everything goes down to the knee. It's, it's a, man, it's a bad, it's a bad setup. It is a bad setup. And what I usually tell people when they're learning how to move with multiple joint movements, push, press, push jerk specifically, even like cleans and snatches, uh, and more so really if we want to talk about like the squat. When you're standing tall, completely extended, so hips open, which means you're not bent at the waist, knees extended, which means you're not bending there. You're just standing as tall as you can straight. Whatever joint closes or bends first will take the predominant of, uh, of the force, right? right? So for example, if you were to squat and you went knee first bend and then hip, even though you like recruited your hips, the fact that it was the secondary movement now becomes a near secondary primer for that. So we always yeah. say is like whatever joint bends or flexes first is your predominant mover. And so exactly what you were saying, if you bend at the knees first to do this movement, even if you get your hips back and they aren't muted like James had in that picture or this muted hit that we're talking about, they're still not functioning and the capacity of which they're meant to do, right? Your right. knees are not meant to back squat, right? Only, right? You got to set the hips back slightly first, and then the knees bend to accommodate that depth of the squat. The same thing with a dip drive and a push jerk and a push press. I said elements of the muted hip causes and consequences of the muted hip are include but not limited to. Structural disadvantage for spinal posture. And, you know, Lindsay was talking about that is that, you know, when you flex at your knees only and you lean back, all that weight, I mean, if you did that with no weight, that's an uncomfortable position to be in for, for your low back, let alone loaded, let alone in right into like a dynamic drive from that position. I mean, if you want to slip a disc, then by all means... Try that, right? <laughs> Low glute recruitment, right? And so if, you're, if your hips don't break, right? When you, when you send the hips back, and it has hamstrings too, I'll just, I'll just put it all together. When those hips break, right, or you bend at the waist, you engage your glutes and hamstrings, which are your big movers, right? You want to see athletic development? Go check out someone's glutes and hamstrings, and then you can be like, I'm sure you're really fast or you're pretty strong, just basically, like, look at a look at a sprinter. Just the, the most glorious posterior of gluten hamstring. It, it's beautiful, right? And so how much power is held into the gluten hamstrings that you do not use if you don't bend at the hips for this? Uh, the pelvis abandoning the spine, meaning, right, if, you're, if your pelvis goes under your spine, right, towards the knees, you you're putting yourselves at a very compromised position and not just with having poor movement, but, but safety, right? Center gravity is one of them. Center balance shifting towards the toes. Knees experiencing, and, and you talked about this, unsound shear force, right? Yeah. When you dip, you should be loading the hips vertically, right? Down. And the knees are just bending as an action 
or a cause of the hip action. If the hips don't bend, all that force not only goes down towards the knees, but it shear just means like a lateral, right, from the side. Or in this case, like top down to patellar. I mean, can you think about loading your patellar tendons or your kneecaps? My knees would be so pissed. <laughs> right? They would be so pissed. I'd rather do pistols. <laughs> and I hate pistols. Um, leg extension, only the only productive force efforts we talked about that. Think about the, the power of a squat versus the power of a leg extension machine, right? Try to equate the difference between the two of those. Uh, hip extension not being possible with a low hip angle, and then the pelvis rotating the wrong way. Like These are a lot of faults here. Oopsie. I went the wrong way. And now there's some photo, which is what I really like. We'll get to that in a second. But the important effect of these elements and the muted hip is that it marked decrease instability, balance, and power. Right? You lose all of that. Stability, balance, power, gone. And, and there's two forms. There's severe and mild. Severe being, you know, low power, instability, loss of instability only. But for the physical performance of what we could, of what could be worse than low power and instability, right? Like what's worse than that when we're talking about athletics in general, right? It's like you have no power, no stability, no balance. It's like, okay, well, what? You suck at sports. What do you have left? There's, <laughs> there's nothing left. Like I know we're only talking about hip extension and this being a fault or lack of is it's like there's nothing left. That's why it is so important. And so if you look on the right side, if you guys are watching on YouTube of good versus bad, is this is what we're talking about, right? Just look at this stick figure. And just looking at this makes my back hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hips tucked underneath your back. I mean, you're, you're, you're rounding your back under load and force under a dynamic movement. Just looking at the knee position in this drawing with sheer force arrows, no hamstrings, knees coming forward. You can just see how rough that is. But if you look to the left and the good side, right, recruiting the hips first, now we've got glute hamstrings loaded and ready to use, right, just by the pictures alone. So the solution, deliberate and focused training and practice of demanding hip extension movements is the only way to eliminate the effects of the muted hip. And how we hear it having blue again. Three years or more to eliminate all tendencies. Which may sound like a lot. However, I'm in this for the long haul. So if I can just knock this out in the first three years, well, I got another 50 to play with. So I feel like uh, that's that's not bad. That is so. good. That is good. I, I, got, I got a question. Um I like the fact, or I want to hear your thoughts on this anyway. I okay. like the fact that they use the uh, push press. Keep those, keep these up though. Yeah, I got him. In the video that you had that you that you showed, it had Jen um, had had Jen put the PVC pipe on James's back. Yeah, so you could see the dip. the The hard part, I think, for some people to understand is what these pictures are showing. Because if you look at the bad, it's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to keep my shoulder blades over my ass? Right. Yeah. 
Um, and how do I do that? Because if I look at the first one, my hips going back, now it's going to end up happening because one, I can't get my shoulder blades on the, on yeah, the wall. Right. My elbows are going to come down. So am I squatting in that picture? Am I dipping in that picture? And tell me what you think on this. One of the things that I do or I found myself to do, and this is, uh, I guess it kind of, it strays from the classic level one stuff. Whenever we do any squatting stuff, I make a big point of butt goes first, you know, back and down first. Yep. Sit back in a chair first. Uh, get those hips as your primary, knees are secondary. Now, when we go to a push press or even a, even a jerk, like the shoulder blades and the butt are in line. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being a straight load to the knees where the knees go forward and the butt comes straight down, to I played with the idea of turning the feet out so that the knees go out just a touch. Mm. So instead of them going straight, they're they're more out. Yeah. So the weight, I got this fly that's buzzing around my face right <laughs> now. Uh, so the weight distribution isn't straight knees over toes. They're more in line as if you were doing a squat position. How do you do or what do you think about when you are trying to keep not using the knees, using the hips, but your hips aren't able to go back mm-hmm. because you're trying to keep your shoulders in line and, and hips in line. What do you what do you see on that or what do you do on that? I will tell the athletes, you know, as far as say push press specifically or any shoulder yeah, overhead, sure. heels under the hips as far as width. And I'll see a slight turn out of the toe. Okay. Uh, and I'll do that. And, and one, because if I go straight on, I think there's more tendency to have those knees slide forward a little bit easier yeah, and not recruit the posterior chain where if you have them towed out just a little bit, I really do feel because of squatting and, and even deadlifts to a certain extent is like it encourages us to really knee out slightly. Yeah. But not like a squat, right? Because that's why you have a narrow stance. And I'm talking about like just... Just toe out a little. I do the same thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's good. I mean, I, I like to hear that because I, yeah, I sometimes I think that as you coach, you you kind of get on your own little islands. You're like, it makes sense to me. But, you know, what are other coaches thinking about this? And I think what's interesting is what I like that you said is you keep the feet in that narrow position because what it will do is it will decrease the depth that you're allowed to have yep. on your dip. And so many people want to almost do like a – just almost thruster to get themselves oh, to yeah. get the overhead. You know right. what I mean? And it's yeah. like you can't, you are not able to squat with your feet straight ahead and right underneath the toes and stay upright. I mean, if if your feet go wider, you're going to go into a squat because yeah. you now have the ability with your femurs uh, and the position that they have into the pelvis, how deep you're able to get. So I like the fact that, I like the fact you say turn them out because I, I, I do the same thing, I, and I, yeah. I like that we're on the same page with that. So the knees are able to move to keep that position. So that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. and, and with that, I feel like if they're straight on, and a lot of this does have to do with like just how your body's built, but straight on, I think almost encourages some of that internal knee to happen. Totally right. Where that's too easy. Little toe out, right? If if you chase your toes, like with the knees, with a slight toe out, it's actually a better knee position as far as safety and power. Yeah. And the in the head and the ability for the knees to cave in versus a straight on, I think is it eliminates that a lot. Yeah. A lot. So 
Um, in this, the thing with hip extension is like we'll see that um, lack of hip extension doesn't always have to pertain to a muted hip. The muted hip is just a big one as far as safety and obviously a decrease in those things that we had said before, which is you know loss of instability and power. Now we say is no exercise, and this is part of the fix, offers as much opportunity to correct this than high rep push presses. It's easy to see, it's easy to fix, right? I don't want to sit there and try to fix your muted hip in the middle of like a clean, right? Or a, a snatch, right? And, that, and that's more of like lack of hip extension, not muted hip itself, right? But with a push press, barbell, PVC pipe, it's really easy to see and it's really easy to fix, especially at, at high reps, right? It's easy for the athletes to continue that and then you to do your fixes as a coach. But as far as this overall <clears throat> is concerned is that the, it's, just, it's coming back to the, the stress of the importance of hip extension and training that. And there's so many movements. And just like, don't even talk about like sports, but like how many movements in CrossFit do we have that demand good, rapid hip extension? Or how many that Every don't? Let me, let me ask, like, let's oh. go to the other question. How many that don't? Push-ups? Strict pull-ups? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, strict press, a bench press, unless you did the quarterfinals and you did use hip extension <laughs> to get off <laughs> the bench. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't think of much else, like maybe uh, like a bike. Like kettlebell swings. Wall ball shots, dumbbell snatch, snatch, clean, push jerk, push press, deadlift. I mean, it, it, rep doesn't count unless you extend your hips at the top. Everything, <laughs> jumping, box jumps, maybe like a handstand walk, uh, GHD sit-ups, ab mat sit-ups. Every, everything. All of them. All of them. Yeah. And if you just focused on getting better at this and this is where I say people often look at the things that they need to get better at and it's overwhelming. Like, oh, I have to get a bit this, this, that, that. And it's like, yes, but listen, if you just fix this one thing called hip extension and your ability to understand how to do that, it fixes all these other things. And that's, that's the cool part. And, and when I always come back to muted hip or hip extensions, like I know there's a thousand things right now that you feel like you suck at and that you could get better at. But guess what? If you just fix this one thing, all of those will get better. It's not an individual focus anymore. It's just that one thing. That's why it's so damn important. Yeah. Well, it is the center of us, and it's involved in everything. And so if you have not just extension and range of that, but a dynamic extension, anything that has to have an explosive hip, anything that has to have an explosive hip. So you're right. Like, if you are wanting to get ring muscle ups like and i'm not talking strict ring muscle ups i'm talking about like if you're wanting to be able to cycle ring muscle ups in a competitive setting or in the workout or whatever yep. you need to have an explosive hip to do that you may have full hip extension but if you don't pop your hips you're not going up right if you want to if you want to do bar muscle ups or if you want to do chest to bar pull-ups any of those things if your hip doesn't explode open with some sort of force and power then you are then forced to do a strict movement and more than likely you're not going to be able to do it. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how important it's, 
I mean, it is this pure, true center of us. Yes. And it all radiates out. So right. if yeah. you don't have that, you're missing a shit ton of stuff. Right. And if you have a muted hip, you never actually get to use it, break at the hip to extend the hip, right. which is why <laughs> the muted hip is such a, a focused fault for us to improve. Yeah. And using something as simple as push press is a really small range of motion of that hip extension that you can teach people how to recruit and how to train. And then we move on from there. And then move on. Good stuff, bro. Oh, I like this. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us here on our Thursday for our CrossFit Journal Book Club. We do appreciate your attendance. And your interaction with us, as always, has been super fun. The next one on the docket, ooh, you know, the order of these things are so great. <laughs> it's called the overhead lifts, shoulder press, push press, push jerk. And you have to fix your mooted hit before you can get to those yeah. things. If so you don't have to set up, I'll put this in the chat for you guys here. So we'll take this marked up article. We'll drop it in the our Patreon page for those of us, those of you guys that support us over on Patreon. We'll put that in, and then next week we will jump into the shoulder to overhead movements. Nick, what do we got in here? Um, yeah, we got to yeah. talk about the games this season. We'll do that. We can do that Tuesday. Yeah, let's do it Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, next yeah. Tuesday. Bill and I will do a live show of reviewing all the game's changes, what we think about that, and how that uh, shakes out for next season. Um, if you guys, like, to, to promote, is like, they're just, a podcast was just released for the CrossFit Games podcast with Justin Berg. He's talking details of the season, and then soon a podcast on the Games podcast will be with Adrian Bosman, who goes in even more details. So before you guys watch us on Tuesday, make sure you guys keep an eye out for those so you can come with the knowledge base that we have that will come into that. Thank you guys for joining us. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.